Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. What's up, everybody? I bring somber, somber news. If you are watching this on YouTube, then you already know the truth. You um, probably have already heard you realize that Dan is no longer with us. If you're listening on the podcast, um, you have no way, shut up, Dan, shut up. You have no way of disproving this. Um, So you're just going to have to take my word for that. Dan is with the angels now. False. Not accurate? Not true. Damn. I mean, Dan. Welcome back. <laughs> but, okay, so Dan's not dead, but you know who is? Oh, Jesus. Was that a good segue? No, it's a horrible that, segue. That's a segue. <laughs> yeah, okay. Why did your voice sound so happy? I, I got a, well, I'm, I laugh so as not to cry. So if you're, depending <laughs> on when you're listening to this, Charlie Munger passed away earlier this week at the ripe old age of 99. And I'm just, I'm jesting, I'm joking, I'm playful about this. Uh, but the truth is, like, Charlie played a very big role in my life as kind of like a remote mentor. He's somebody that I looked up to as like a font of wisdom and insight. And so it's actually quite a bummer that he's gone. Yeah, he knew, he knew his stuff. He's still, I mean, in a in hundred years, you're gonna, you you're gonna learn some stuff. You're gonna pick a few tidbits up. Yeah. Um, the craziest part with him is I saw him do an interview a couple months ago. Dude, dude like right up to the very end, sharp, sharp as attack. I mean, he's, you can tell he's struggling a little bit more to talk there, but he was like, his brain was still, still there, still ticking. Right. So yeah. he's was, was clearly tired, but yeah, he was doing interviews right up until like within a couple of weeks of passing, I think like yep. he did his final one. I think it was on CNBC or something like no more than two weeks prior. I, I was surprised. I was surprised. It seemed like he was doing good. But I don't know anything about his health or anything. So what do I know? But for, yeah. okay. So if you're listening to this, you have no idea who Charlie Munger is. He's the partner of Warren Buffett, who's probably somebody you have heard of. And I think Charlie didn't get nearly enough credit from no. just the lay yeah, population. He's going to, yeah, he's probably going to go down in history as I heard someone say this on TV and I think it, it makes sense is he's going to go down in history as like the, the big, the best sidekick ever. Oh, best and number was, two. Yeah. He was For definitely sure. pegged in that kind of sidekick role, even though he was just as uh, important, if not even more important to mm-hmm. the success of that company and that partnership. Cause even, old Buffy boy references it in a lot of their um, uh, shareholder meetings that they do like, Oh, Charlie, you know more about this than I do. Charlie he defers a lot to Charlie who just kind of, you can tell from Warren's perspective, Charlie's got more experience. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's really interesting how high regard you could tell Warren Buffett held Charlie. Um, and he really was like this unsung hero. in the I think just the general population, you ask somebody on the street who Charlie Munger is, they have no clue. You ask him who Warren Buffett is. They probably have heard that name. Yeah. Um, and that's like, a bummer because Munger had just so many interesting things. Like the thing that was like maybe most impactful for me from him was mental models. That's the first time I'd ever heard about that, that concept of like a mental lattice work of concepts that you can borrow from one domain and then take that 
lens and apply it to another domain to help make sense of it. And it seems so obvious and simple, but when you start thinking about the different mental models and he listed out like 25 or 26 of them. And when you start thinking through life methodically through the lens of those different mental models, it, it actually helps you become a more clear thinker and a better decision maker. Which is uh, kind of important if you're investing. Kind of big. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've done a few, at least a few podcast episodes that speak on the concept of mental models. But it's, like you said, I mean, they're basically just kind of rules of thumb that could be a, applied across um, situations, mm-hmm. right? I, mean, I think the most common one that people might know about, even if they don't know what mental models are, is Occam's razor. Yep. The simplest explanation is almost always the uh, the correct one, yep. more or less, right? And so that's just kind of a simple rule you can apply to a decision. Like struggling to figure something out, well, the simplest solution is probably the right one, right? And so there's a whole bunch of those little rules of thumb that he had, and that's how he, I guess, you know, made such good decisions in the investing world for so long, keeping but, the emotion at bay. That was another thing that um, one of one of the, I can't I can't quote this one, not even remotely close. But he would talk about how he doesn't know a single wise person who doesn't read read a lot. And yeah. he talked he, he he talks about what him and Warren would do because you can get you get this like glorified, sexy view of like, what's it mean to be a multi-billion dollar investor? And you kind of have this picture in your head that probably doesn't map to reality because the reality is that him and Warren would read like 500 pages a day. And that's not 500 pages of self-help book. That's 500 pages of like 10Ks, 10Ks, like annual reports in like diving deep into financial data. He was just constantly reading and consuming. Like that's why they're pounding like a six pack of Coke every day. <laughs> they were got to keep it down. Keep going. I mean, that's the other side of that too is like, how do you Warren Buffett much? and Charlie Munger are the perfect counter example to what everybody Donald's talks about. And Coke for like yeah. decades. They didn't, they, those guys have never done a cold shower in their life. <laughs> those, those guys <laughs> have never sat in front of a red light sauna. They have, they don't do, they don't do their meditation. Oh, they might meditate, but. Yeah, they, they're certainly not keeping a gratitude journal. Charlie didn't look, look like he was hitting the weights either. Um, I don't think he's ever deadlifted in his life. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Munger. Yeah, but so like that just kind of shows that like what I do think that they had was a remarkably low stress life, despite how it much control they seem to wield. Seems so chill. I've never they seen would, them look. Str- I mean, Charlie looks a little stressed with his, his eyes bugged out in his glasses. Yeah, but you look like yeah, they're at both point. just very cavalier and nonchalant, and like, oh yeah, let's let's just you know put twenty billion into this. Easy, easy. Check is cut. There's a lot to learn from those guys, and I'm, I'm really bummed that uh, that Charlie's gone. I mean, he's old and he's going to go eventually. And like, I don't know the guy, so it's not like I lost anything personally, but I do think the world lost somebody pretty remarkable, and I think that it bears reflecting on on what made that person re- remarkable and i think for me just the thing that stands out most about charlie is just how um intentionally rational he attempted to be at all times yeah which i'm sure could drive people crazy socially totally <laughs> i'm sure his <laughs> yeah. wife loved it but yeah from an investing perspective i mean that's just what you got to be you got to be kind of mechanical rule-based things like that but um he was he <laughs> I caught a snippet of him the other day talking about how he um, um, put a thousand bucks into an oil well back in like, I don't know, 50 years ago or yeah, something. When he first started? Yeah, this is like forever ago. And yeah. to this date, that original thousand dollar investment is still paying him 70 grand a year. Nice. Just 
It's like clockwork. It's like, that's why I like oil wells. Yeah, it sounds great. Sounds like a good deal. Can I have one? <laughs> Keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it so, simple. I mean, Dan's not dead, but Charlie is. I don't know. Was it a good trade? <laughs> Just kidding. Do, do I have to pick up where he left off? Is that what you're you, saying? You got to carry the mantle now. Good luck. Right, the um, Munger mantle. But that's going to do, do it for us. I would recommend you guys, if you want to learn more about Charlie Munger, two things to go uh, dive into. One is a YouTube video called The Psychology of Human Misjudgment. It's a speech that Charlie gave. I don't know. It's the commencement speech or something. But it's like 40 minutes of pure wisdom. And then the other thing is the almanac of Charlie Munger, which Isn't was... Poor Charlie's almanac? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. You're good, good, good catch. The poor... Poor Charlie's... Poor Charlie. Almanac. Poor dead Charlie's almanac. When it's a riff on Ben Franklin, right? It's been out for a long time, but it was really hard to get in recent years because they put it out of print and to get a copy, it was very expensive. They waited until the day he died and now they're like bringing it back and reprinting it. So now you can go actually get a, he probably told him to do that. He probably did. He's like, like, this is the, this is the move guys. Make <laughs> Wait till I go. Wait uh, till I kick it. He God, man, he's money. investing until the day he, even after he dies, he's like, yeah, the best way to drive ROI. <laughs> Wait never, till dead, then never, sell the shit out of it. Never let a news story go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that'll do it for us, and it'll do it for Charlie. Rest in peace, buddy. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.